On this episode of the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, we take a look at the year 2017 to talk about what was and what will be as we look forward to a great 2018. My guest on today's show is Mike Tolson, product manager for the Microsoft Education Team, and we are excited to have you join us for this second episode of the Microsoft Innovative Expert Spotlight Series podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Microsoft Innovative Experts Spotlight Series podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury, a proud Microsoft Innovative Expert. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Episode 2. There's, of course, several great things that have been happening in the world of Microsoft education. My guest today on the show is Mike Tolson, and we're going to be doing our 2017 Microsoft Educator Community Wrap-Up. We're going to be talking about some of the highlights, some of the great things that have happened at conferences, and I ask him the hard question that you guys want to know out there, where do you get your very own OneNote cape? But you got to check that out. You got to wait for the end of the show to see what his answer is. It is absolutely priceless. Of course, as we turn the corner here and change our calendar to 2018, there's, of course, several great things that not only have happened in the world of Microsoft education, but you guys can be a part of. Of course, recently, Microsoft featured Craig McBain as their featured educator for the month of December. Uh, Craig is an MIE expert and director of technology at Chippewa Valley Schools in Michigan. We want to say congratulations to Craig. You can find him at CVS Tech on Twitter. Um, Not only is he doing some great stuff with Legos, but he's also an MIE expert that is creating some amazing products uh, and programs for his students out there. So you can follow Craig at CVS Tech and uh, tell him that he was featured on our show today. Um, Several things that we're looking forward to in 2018, of course, in the world of conferences, we know that ISTE is coming up. That's going to be happening in the July uh, in Chicago. And of course, you can find Microsoft also in February at TCEA out in Austin, Texas. And you can find them at the FETC conference um, in January in Orlando, Florida. But before then, they're going to be out doing an amazing week at BET, B-E-T-T, the world's largest educational technology conference in London, England. Check out all the great stuff that they're doing. You can, of course, follow everything Microsoft Education on Twitter at Microsoft EDU. And, of course, you can follow the OneNote team at OneNote EDU. Great stuff going on there. Um, Later on in the show, Mike and I talk about some of the things that they have been doing with their tweet meets. And we hope you you guys have a chance to check that out. Um, There's, of course, other great things happening in the world of Microsoft Education. You can do the MIE Teacher Academy training. You can register for that. There's some brand new courses on edX and Microsoft over in their education website, education.microsoft.com. And of course, there's a lot of other great on-demand things from Office 365 Pro Plus deployment to an introduction to Office 365. Lots of great things happening over there at the education.microsoft channel. Um, We hope you have a chance to check it out. My guest today is Mike Tolson, the Principal Product Manager for Microsoft Education. Mike, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Doing good. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks for so much for being here. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on these days at Microsoft. Sure. Well, we've been spending a lot of time on the education team talking to teachers and students 
and schools and really understanding what's been going on, the pain points, and how can we help make their lives easier. So a lot of things since the back to school 2017 and just keeping busy with all the new updates and releases we've been working on. Now, today we're going to be talking all about the great stuff that's happened over the last year. And you promised to give us some of the secrets that's going to be coming out, some of the behind the things, as you will, for 2018. Um, But first, let's talk a little bit about the year that was. 2017 saw a lot of innovative things that came out from Microsoft. What were some of of your favorite moments this year? Was it the keynote? Was it the conferences? Was it working with all the MIEs, what did you enjoy the most? Oh, there's a whole range of things. I think in terms of the actually working with schools and teachers and students, for me personally, I think working on learning tools and some of these inclusive classroom concepts was really great. And so we had a chance to work with a lot of teachers in schools and get feedback on learning tools. We did some great things with Microsoft Translator and how we're engaging ELL students and the parent community. We also obviously had a lot of different conferences and MIE experts we visited and schools we visited and happy to talk more about those details too. Of course, we saw Microsoft really be a part of that school message. And even here on the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, we had a chance to talk about a recent event called the Skypeathon, where literally millions of miles between different school districts, all connecting, all thanks to Microsoft products such as Skype, such as OneNote, such as Office. What does it mean to be a part of that team, Mike, and really help make a difference in the lives of so many teachers and students? No, it's great. And and Skype is just one of the great examples of how we connect all across the world and help enable classrooms to have that global collaboration, whether it's with other classrooms or whether it's for experts around the world. And so I took place in that too, which was a lot of fun. I I Skyped with Australia and the UK and a few other places across the US. But yeah, the the thing that the Microsoft education team, it's our core mission is really helping improve student outcomes. And that's the thing we focus on most is how can we help use technology to improve student outcomes? Because at the end of the day, that's what everyone I think is, is caring the most about. So yeah, we've been involved in many different parts of that, whether it's doing studies in Fresno that showed this personal learning initiative and some of the collaboration helped improve student outcomes. Also with learning tools, we did some studies around improving reading and improving writing. And also how can we collaborate and help with 21st century skills, uh, communication, creativity, and Microsoft Teams and some of the things we're doing there really help amplifying student voice is also really exciting to see in the classroom. Well, of course, we all know that by using Microsoft's products and by being connected, we can achieve all four of those C's. But this year, we also learned about the big H, hacking the classroom. Talk to us a little bit about the Hack the Classroom event and how that was able to get connecting uh, teachers and students across the world. Yeah, Hack the Classroom is a great event. I've, I've had the a privilege to be able to be there in person for everyone that we've done. And so, yeah, bringing in some of the best and brightest teachers around the world, bringing experts like Alan November, who I've actually had a chance to meet multiple times. He was at the most recent Hack the Classroom. And being able just to share the innovation and creativity across all these different groups. Uh, Tony Jackson came in and hearing his talk was really inspirational. And so having that 
global and local community happening at the same time to share in the way that teachers are using creativity to innovate in the classroom. It's It's been a blast. I've had a lot of fun with those hacking the classroom. You know, one of the things that I noticed the most is the fact that these tools are innovative. And one of the places that I saw that up close was in San Antonio at ISTE. But I know mm-hmm. that ISTE isn't the only place that Microsoft goes to share off innovation and provide innovation for innovators. I think I said that right. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of the places that Microsoft showed up for. You, you, obviously, ISTE, you had BET. What are some of those conferences and what was your favorite moment from some of them? Sure. Well, yeah, we, we show up at a lot of the, the big, well-known ones. So ISTE and the BET conference in London. We're always at the TCEA in Texas, FETC in Florida, NiceGate in New York, the Q Conference in California. But then there's also a lot of other conferences that we go to. And one of the ones that I went to personally that I think was the most impactful and one of my favorite events ever is something called Closing the Gap. And that's a conference in Minnesota that focuses on assistive technology in education. And we didn't, you know, it's not a big flashy conference. It's actually quite small. But going there and talking to leaders in assistive technology, and the different folks there who are actually in the classrooms and some of the students who come that have a range of uh, abilities across the spectrum, that was really impactful. I had a chance to talk to a lot of teachers and directors of uh, assistive technology that didn't really know actually what Microsoft had been doing in this space. We've been making significant investments in inclusion in the classroom and assistive technology and software to help those with special needs. And there's a lot of people out there. I got to say, Jeff, it, it's it's great that they know now, but a lot of people think of the old state of Microsoft back in the year 2010, maybe. And they just think of us as your, you know, sort of the old word and old PowerPoint. And I don't really know what else is Microsoft might be doing these days in the latest advances around assistive technology. So to show them things like built-in learning tools to Word or eye tracking and eye gaze and controlling windows with just your eyes, for assistive technology or showing how to create accessible content and all this stuff is free in many cases it was really impactful to see people's jaws literally drop when they saw what we were doing in this space for inclusive classrooms so to me uh, really having that visceral impact and talking to those teachers and students at closing the gap that was probably my favorite moment Let's talk a little bit more about that because I got to tell you, I was floored when we were in New York at the education keynote. And as they were speaking on one side, I saw the subtitles come up in English real time. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, I saw the subtitles come up in Spanish real time. Um, Yep. I was spending more time focusing on that, but that's (laughs) not, that's just really the tip of the iceberg. When mm-hmm. when you guys get together to talk about products and features that come out, why is it important to put assistive technology right at the top of your list to make sure that you get it for every student? Yeah, well, it actually goes back to the mission and vision of the company now. Our, our mission statement is empowering every person on the planet to achieve more. And when we say every person, that's including every person, not just these 86% with these abilities and those 78% of these abilities, it's every person. And that comes actually directly from Satya Nadella himself, who also, and many people don't know this, uh, he's talked about this more recently in his biography. He has a son with cerebral palsy who's 21. He has a daughter with a learning disability. And so it's very near and dear to his heart around that including everyone. 
And so it's actually a core part of what we do in all of our products across not only education, but in Office and in Windows and our cloud technologies is uh, inclusion from the start. Uh, a great story that I love to share is if you look at learning tools, and Jeff, you're familiar with learning tools, that started out as a hackathon project. I was actually part of this little hackathon team. And we, back in 2015, focused on how can we solve and help those with dyslexia read better? And we said, let's look at the latest science and research and how can we build that in to our, initially it was a prototype. It was a little one-note prototype. And it ended up winning the hackathon and we ended up taking that and starting to build it into our other mainstream applications after we started working with teachers and students. But it focused on dyslexia initially. And here's what we learned. We had a study that we released about a month ago, 30-page study that said, you know what? It, it helps people with dyslexia, dysgraphia, ADHD, English language learners. It helps emerging readers. And guess what? It helps all readers. It helps the gifted student readers. It helps fourth graders, sixth graders, eighth graders. And it's helping across the spectrum in both reading and writing. So what we learn is when you design inclusively, it can often help all people, not just maybe the target audience you initially focused on. So that's a that's been a great thing to see this year. You know, I, I got to say, sometimes you don't realize the power of these tools until you're a parent. Um, something I don't get a chance to talk about often here are my kids. And, you know, Mike, you've, you've, I've got three. Um, they're all in special needs classes. And one of them, like Satya's, has been diagnosed with having cerebral palsy. I give them my Surface tablets. We open up OneNote. We draw their names and then they trace their names or they draw little characters. All of that stuff has been absolutely amazing to have around to watch my kids develop, to grow, to all those different, you know, um, amazing educational milestones. And you might not take advantage of that if you're not looking for it. But it's just, it's important that those things are built right into the apps and you don't have to think about it. It's really, really awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we're going for. That's great to hear. I mean, another piece that we do is we talk about when you build these things into Office and into Windows in a mainstream way, it actually destigmatizes some of the ways. There, there's there been cases where we talk to schools where the teachers will say, well, the students actually, we have some of these assistive apps, but the students don't want to use them because they're being perceived as different and they don't want to stand out that way. And so when we bring these technologies in built into Office, and you know, Office is a pretty standard thing. A billion people use it. So you say, I'm just using Word now. I'm not using, you know, I'm using Word in a way that works for me. I'm using Outlook or OneNote in a way that works for me. And so the actually the cycle of, you know, destigmatizing and helping build confidence and then using the technology to amplify some of these areas of research and science, that little cycle we find in the case of learning tools can help speed up that entire reading process for kids that have given up on reading in some cases. So we're very excited in that. Mike, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, resources that are available. We know that if you go to education.microsoft.com, teachers worldwide can take online courses, connect with others, find people to Skype with. But you've got you've kind of gone through some some changes this year. What are some of the things that you're excited about on the education portal at Microsoft? Well, I think on the, the main education portal, there has been they've revamped a lot of the trainings and new courses, and you know they have uh, new ways to earn badges and lots of different products. I think Microsoft Teams is a big one. If you look out there, 
I think our most uh, viewed training is Microsoft Teams. And that's not just for teams in the classroom, for class teams, that can be staff teams, that can be PLC teams. And so that's a whole new wave of training. Actually, something else we're going to be coming out with very soon. Here's a little announcement for you, uh, Mr. Bradbury. We're going to be having some great teacher trainings for Microsoft Translator. How can I engage the students with Microsoft Translator, non-native speakers or English language learners? How do I engage the parents? And so we're going to have some great courses coming out very soon on that. So I think we really revved that whole community. The other area I want to mention on resources, that again, this is in a preview now, we launched something called Education Resources. And what we've done is we've gotten all the worldwide standards in many cases. There's lots of open education resources out there, lesson plans that teachers might use, free videos, things like Khan Academy, CK12. We've actually tagged all those and made an entirely searchable portal where teachers can say something like, I live in the uh, state of New Jersey, let's say, Mr. Bradbury, and I'm searching for music lessons in the state of New Jersey, and I teach seventh grade music. And education resources will actually surface a set of those content uh, resources, map to standards automatically. We have metadata to map all those, and teachers can start pulling those resources. We also have a set of assessments that can be pulled right into Microsoft Forms, and the resources can be pulled into OneNote. And we have over 300,000 resources in this library, and it's in a preview now, but we're looking and getting more and more feedback. That's something just from the pure resource perspective. How can teachers around the world find free and linked resources they can pull and use in their classroom really easily? You know, I love the fact that you said with feedback there, and I want to just take a pause from this conversation, which is about teachers that have feature requests, teachers that really are passionate about working with their kids and want to see something. What is the best way for a teacher to find you guys and and make a suggestion, make a comment, provide that feedback? Because I know you guys read all these things, listen to them all. And, and it's awesome to see something that a teacher suggested become part of OneNote, become part of Word. Mm-hmm. I think the best place to go is education.uservoice.com. And that's a place where you can leave all sorts of suggestions and vote on things. Now, other products often will have their own user voice site, like onenote.uservoice.com, where you can go vote on things, or teams.uservoice. That's probably the, the most structured area, but also a great place. I am on Twitter a lot, and Microsoft is on Twitter, Microsoft Education Twitter handle, a one of education Twitter handle. We're always listening. Some of the best ideas and greatest ideas that we get come directly from Twitter. I'll often see a great tweet about a teacher doing a really cool thing in the classroom. I'll direct message that teacher and say, hey, that's really interesting. Can we get on a Skype call? You know, just like we're having a talk right now. Get on a Skype call and tell me more about what you're doing. That's really interesting. And some of the best ideas we've gotten have come just from those types of conversations. Uh, also, there's Facebook groups that exist where you can post feedback, uh, many other areas like that. So there, there's a range of places where the team interacts. And I certainly recommend to anybody out there, get on Twitter, get into these email groups, education. What did you say? Uservoice.com. Um, I haven't even checked that, that site yet. That's certainly something that I'll be looking at here. Um, one of the things in that same idea of teacher asks for something, next thing you know, Microsoft says, give it a minute and then it comes out 
You and I, for the last couple of years, have been talking about ways to bring audio and video into our Windows applications. And I was thrilled this year when I got invited into the beta group to test out something called Story Remix. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this, because this is mixing video, audio, and um, augmented. Is it what, what do you call it? Augmented reality in there, too? 3D, yes. Inking. So yes, the, and here's a little background for you, Jeff, and, and the people out there. So the guy who runs, and actually it was initially called Story Remix. They've rebranded it as part of Microsoft Photos, and but there's this whole Story Remix video part in the Photos app. So if you go to Windows 10 and launch Photos, that's where all these capabilities are. So that was actually, that team is run by a guy named Chris Prattley who is a fantastic, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud, I think he's one of those brilliant guys at Microsoft. Here's what Chris Prattley's done in his, uh, his uh, just a few years of Microsoft. He helped invent OneNote. He's the founder of OneNote. Then he went and founded this other thing called Sway. And then he went and he's got this story remix slash photos app. So he's been inventing a lot of stuff that teachers love. And so... The latest one, Photos, think about it as next generation movie maker. That's probably the easiest metaphor to use. And it's going to be able to pull in photos, video. There's going to be collaboration so students can work together collaboratively on these projects. You can pull in 3D. You can pull in green screen mixes where you can pull in a 3D background and superimpose your video on it. You can ink on top of that while everything's in motion. A lot of hand gestures here. And... Uh, it's quite the amazing thing. And, and I've told Chris this, Chris Prattley, and I've told teachers I meet, this is going to be the thing that for, for audio and video in the classroom is going to just take it to the next level over the moon. It's going to be, it's not fully done yet. They're rolling out different parts, but in the coming months, it's going to get better and better and better. And it's going to be great. You're going to love it too, Bradbury. I, I love it. Like I said, I, 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 you guys helped me get into the beta program back in July or so and just seeing it grow and grow and grow. And then finally it went to alpha and then it's just been getting better and better. I love the 3D images in there. And that's not the only place that Microsoft has put 3D images. Um, I remember seeing some awesome things in uh, Paint and PowerPoint. Talk to us about 3D. Why is that also a growing area of importance uh, for, for the products? Yeah, well, I, I think the idea is create the most engaging content and the most creative content. And back to those student outcomes, we know that 3D can be much more visual, it can be more engaging, and it can really let students explore their creativity. And so what we do is with something like 3D Paint, make it really easy for a student, like heck, my own daughter, she's nine, she loves 3D Paint. And so she can now start creating things that you just can't create on your own as a kid, unless you've got maybe super high-end software that no kid's ever gonna have. And now we're saying, hey, this is free and built into Windows. And if you've noticed, there's a theme in Windows. These, we call them the creators update. And we're really targeting Windows towards creators. Just like you, John. I mean, you're a creator. You do podcasting. You do video. You do audio. You're a very creative person. We want to enable those type of capabilities for all students and let them create this whole, create the world of the future as part of what we talk about in the education team as well. Well, let me, let me pick up on that one because you just said p creating the world of the future. 
I've recently started to create the world of the present. Um, I'm not just an educator. I'm not just a content creator and an amazing father of three. I'm now also a proud owner of an Xbox. Oh. Through that, I've been able to, uh, to w- with the help of our friend Steve Isaacs, pick up Minecraft. And oh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm, He's amazing. I'm totally lost at this game. I got to tell you, for, for all the podcasts that I've done on this, I've even done a podcast inside of Minecraft. I'm still blown away by what this game is. Could you talk to us br- briefly about Minecraft? I did notice that there, there was one awesome thing about it, which was it's not a 60 or $70 Xbox game. It is reasonably priced. So that way any student can go in there, pick up this title and, and get home and, and, be building and be learning and be playing with sheep and pigs and stuff like that. I, I still don't get it. Well, no, and I think it, what's interesting about Minecraft and Minecraft EDU, that's like the education product that we have. And the offering is actually, uh, it's just a few bucks in terms of getting it into the education space. And Minecraft EDU, what's really powerful, there's the part about, we'll call it the game. And like you said, the sheep and the bricks and everything else. But the thing that's actually much more powerful is how it's really tied into pedagogy and doing things in lots of different subjects. A lot of people might think, oh, Minecraft, I just it's just for building structures. No, we have teachers who are doing math lessons, chemistry lessons, history lessons, poetry, drama. It's almost the idea of you're creating these worlds and the engagement level from the students is incredibly high and they get passionate about it. And there's lessons on civics and discourse. I mean, just to give you an example of my own daughter, she's in a Minecraft education club after school. Uh, I'm going to brag a little about her right now. Her name is Claire. She got voted uh, mayor of the Minecraft club. (laughs) So she actually, they helped design what type of political structures are going to happen in these Minecraft worlds. They get to help work out on how collaboration happens. How does the city design? There's all sorts of real world lessons that get plugged in. To these Minecraft. It's not just about kids like digging holes and, and replicating sheep. It's actually much more intricate and really tied to, again, these six C's that we always talk about. And Minecraft EDU is a great example of how using all those things in a, in a different way, but it's very engaging for kids. And it's very, there's lots of great learning that happens as well. I, I have got to get Steve back on the show. I did not know that you could replicate the sheep. I have to look into this here. Um, <laughs> I wanted to save this topic for last because we always say it's a tool. It's not the end all be all, right? Like we've spent, we spent 24 minutes now talking about students and curriculum and innovation and accessibility and ways to provide awesome learning for our students. I was invited um, in the springtime to the education keynote where Panos got up and talked about the new Surface laptop and the new mouse that was out. And we had a chance to meet the teams behind the products. Why was that event important? Why was it important for Microsoft to come out and say, we're doing an education keynote? Because you guys, you could have brought that laptop out anywhere. You could have done it in Redmond. You could have been hiding in a closet and, and say, oh, by the way, we have this. But you brought teachers out. You brought people into the education sphere and say, this is important for these reasons. What were those reasons? And why was that event so special for Microsoft? No, I mean, I think the reasons are, again, we're, we're talking about empowering every student on the planet to achieve more. And we're talking about allowing this next generation to create the future. 
And also, again, back to the sort of the the core values of our newer CEO, Satya, uh, education is cr- critically important to him. And it's very important to pretty much everyone at this company. And so we've been doing a lot of things over the last couple of years, but I think we felt it was time to, to really tell the world because not everyone had heard it up to that point that Microsoft feels very passionate about education. We feel passionate about student outcomes and we feel passionate about helping teachers. And so I think that was a great moment to really talk about why it matters and that here's a set of things that we really believe in. And, you know, there's also, yeah, we talked about, we announced Microsoft Teams for Education, which is our core hub for education. We talked about Minecraft Education and Coding, and we talked about a new Surface. We talked about Windows 10S, and those are all product things. But I think the idea was at that May event when when we sort of re-announced uh, education as a really core thing. It's something we've been doing internally for a while, but we really wanted to get the whole company together. We'd never really had an event. If you look at that event, there were people from every aspect of Microsoft. We had the Office team, the Windows team, the Cloud team, the Surface team, the Minecraft team. And we also have teachers and students from all around the world that we brought together in this one event where the company came together in a a unified message, which is something we actually hadn't done at that type of scale ever in in education. And so I think that was really important. All right, Mike, this is the moment here. We we did our 2017 review here. Now we, we, we talked about this, right? You're, you're gonna, you're gonna share with us the question on everyone's mind, Mike Tolfson, where do we get one of those capes? Ah, (laughs) right here. The old, uh, the one that Avenger cape. So actually, uh, we even have a URL where you can go get that one right now. It's we have it at aka.ms uh, forward slash. Uh, actually, I'm gonna forget the actual URL. Get one note cape. That's what it is. aka.ms forward slash uh, get one note cape. But also, if if you're at a conference and and uh, you see us, we often will have capes. And when we do classroom visits, we almost always try and make sure we get the students' capes. So. Uh, there, there are definitely different ways to get them out there, but uh, the get one note cape is probably the best way with this assured. <laughs> I, I will make sure that that's in the show notes and uh, in bold lower thirds on the bottom of the screen here. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in 2018. Yes. Well, there's a couple of big themes. I would say, first off, you're going to see, you know, we launched Microsoft Teams for Education in June. We've made a huge wave of announcements on improvements that are coming in the coming months. You know, things like mobile, things like multi-class, things like more one integration and better at one integration. And I think in 2018, you're going to see another large wave of improvements coming to Microsoft Teams. And we've talked about some of those. And I would say, keep your eyes and ears open because there's a lot coming there. And on a related note, another area where we're going to continue really focusing on is that inclusive classroom concept. So inclusive classrooms, improved accessibility, more learning tools coming to more platforms and more places and more apps. You're going to see Microsoft Translator improvements. And there's also quite a few surprises that I won't quite share here, but pay attention in uh, the BET conference timeframe in in mid-late January. We're going to have a lot of more exciting things coming out there. Then I think also on the other side, you're going to see on the Windows side of things, you're going to see Windows S improvements and being able to have more low-cost devices. So again, I think a lot of people out there have maybe a very five, 10 years ago view of what a Microsoft Windows PC costs. They're actually 
lots and lots and lots of devices under $200 now. And devices with ink for about $279. A lot of people think, oh, I have to spend $1,000 to get an active stylus with my PC. No, it's actually $279 will get you that. So you'll see more and more sort of in that low-cost, rugged Windows devices and Windows 10S being a really safe and secure option. You'll see a lot more with Minecraft and education. And talking again, how do we fuse that with real pedagogy, real uh, student outcomes and in that realm? And then I think the last area, again, you're going to see on just a broader focus on student outcomes and telling that story on how our software is helping provide student outcomes. I think at a, at a meta level, you'll see that. Uh, so that's probably a, a summary. There's obviously more than that. Uh, we only have so much time to, to talk through. <laughs> I, I, Mike, I want to say thank you so much um, for coming on the show. This has, of course, been the 2000 year in review, but I'm always looking forward to you know that time of year when ISTE rolls around. We, of course, have you know other great activities in the summertime, like the open call for becoming an MIE expert. Uh, that usually happens in, what, June, July, somewhere in there, May? Yeah, I think there. it's springtime. We also have surface experts who are sort of our best teachers using surfaces and ink and really changing the way they do things in the classroom. So surface experts, another great opportunity. There's a lot of great things happening. Of course, we've hacked the classroom again coming up this year, Skypeathon coming up this year, so many things. And of course, if you're out there, what is it, the first and the third uh, week of every single month, we have our Microsoft Education Tweet Meets. Um, yes. Of course, let's not forget, you can always go ahead, Mike. Oh, hosted by OneNote C, the at OneNote C, uh, OneNote community. Absolutely. And of course, you can always find out more stuff by going to at OneNote EDU, at Microsoft EDU. Uh, Mike, what's your Twitter? Mine is at M Tholfson. So at M and then T-H-O-L-F as in Frank, S-E-N. Nice. And I will always answer any tweets that are put out on any education question you have. And of course, you can always check out the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, this very show, teachercast.net slash MIE audio and MIE video for our iTunes and YouTube subscription. And uh, even as we go through and we create a brand new TeacherCast coming out in 2018, um, we're going to keep the same URL of teachercast.net slash MIE Spotlight. All of our show notes, all of our blogs, all of our everything is going to be there. If you're an MIE out there, please uh, email us. You can certainly email me at feedback at teachercast.net and say, hey, Jeff, I'd love to be featured on the show. We would love to do that for you. And of course, thank you guys out there for being a part of the MIE Spotlight Series podcast sponsored by Microsoft Education. We love it when you guys reach out, subscribe, share this with your friends. My name is Jeff Bradbury from the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.